0: Hi there! Thanks for tuning in to the Dancing Bear Variety Hour, a humble comedy podcast established in 1954 in America. My name is Scott. I wrote this episode along with my friends Justin Wilson and Phil Garland. It's a special two-part holiday edition of the Adventures of the USS Carpathia in Outer Space. And it really means a lot to us. When Phil joined our little group from Tennessee, he had never heard of the holiday season and we figured the best way to spread the good cheer and spirit of togetherness would be to make an hour-long science fiction radio play with some vague moral lesson ham-handedly crammed in. We hope you enjoy, and have a beneficent life day. What What golden is this we've set to warm upon the life-day flame and turn up shell, swash, and kill the life-day stew to mold?
1: got quite a talent for singing, and the acoustics here on the bridge produce a mighty fine union of countertenor and treble. Rawr, rawr.
2: Yes, your verbal dexterity is worthy of warrior status. You do your life-day caroling forebear's great honor.
1: Why, thank you there, kind Sir Cordoth It is our joy to spread life-day cheer near and far.
3: Well, we appreciate you visiting the ship to sing for us.
1: I can listen to carols if it means not working. Well, young Ollie, there's no law against a little R&R, am I right?
2: All right, here's another life-day standard. And
4: a one, and a two, and a three, and a... Well, well, well. Intruders. Bearing mysterious implements of war, no doubt. Korgath, disarm these vagrants and deliver them to the brig. These are no weapons, good sir. Merely the instruments by which we perform our tunes. Yet they do my ears great harm, commoner. Damn it! You see, you got me talking in that damn vernacular of yours.
1: Tis but the spirit of Life Day, sir.
3: They were only singing, Captain.
4: Singing? Ha! Kenny Chesney. Now that's a singer. This, this is a tribe of baboons. Circle, Captain. Jer- Captain. Children are present. Besides, the carolers interlocking tentacles and inflated proboscises are part of the Life Day union ritual. If my language is salty, it is only to drive home the lesson of this life day's foolishness, now you've sung your little songs and it's time for you to clear out. This is a military vessel with work to be done.
1: But sir, we have not yet collected alms for the poor, nor coats for the coatless.
2: Captain, perhaps we can pool our resources before ejecting them. Their goal of bringing aid to the less fortunate is consistent with our own value system and mission of goodwill.
4: Soft-hearted pillow talk for a great warrior such as yourself, Corgath. For all you know, your canned food and astro credits are going straight to some underworld kingpin cruising around in his purple Cadillac and counting his Gore-Tex coats. But we're certified by the Confederation Charity Board! Fine, you're welcome to continue your performance elsewhere. Let me show you the way to the mess hall. <laughs>
1: Captain, you ejected them into space! Roar! Roar! There's
2: they There's species that have adapted to life in a vacuum. Like my soul.
4: See? No harm done.
5: Nevertheless, Astro regulations forbid harming humanitarian workers.
4: The regulations also say that a captain's highest responsibility is the safety of his ship and crew.
5: And in what way were they a threat?
4: They were blocking my airlock. What if there'd been a fire? Listen, Faye, the rules are all well and good. But it's not my job to make sure that you're all having a fun time. In that case, you'd have been better off serving flaming shots of tequila on a carnival space cruise. Which would be a fire hazard. And here we are. And Perry, I'm not even going to ask why you have donned that ridiculous bear costume. Sir, we have chosen Perry to be
2: King of the Life Day. The tradition deriving from the legend of Jesus Chris. A good bear from the Great North who led the struggle for civil rights in the 1960s AD.
4: Inane! Shockingly, painfully, bewilderingly inane! Well,
1: I admit the bear costume is a bit stuffy, but what are religious traditions of not an exercise
4: in discomfort for reasons that don't really add up? Rr. Rawr, rawr! Well, enjoy your celebration while it lasts. Tomorrow I'll need all hands on deck for the annual clean. This old bird could use it especially with all these tacky decorations around.
5: But the clean was scheduled for next month. We
3: have passes officially granting us tomorrow off.
4: So you do. And as such an expert in regulation, surely you know that all leave passes are subject to review by your commanding officer. Uh Uh But, Captain, isn't that just a formality? Rawr! Rawr! After all, Astro Bay's high command always honors life-day leaves. On this ship, my word is law, and I say the pressing needs of our civilizing mission override a fancy pansy hippie holiday love fest. Bears or no bears. You have 18 hours to enjoy yourselves, then I expect to see all of you right here at 1200 hours sharp. is music not like that saccharine life day tripe go away whatever you have to say about this masturbatory holiday i don't want to hear it get off my stoop and yet another wonderful life day tradition the complexities of your human holiday fascinate me I brought you some Agnag, sir. How many times do I have to tell you people I don't want anything to do with Life Day?
2: Agnag is a traditional Chlamysian relaxation drink. Nothing to do with Life Day, sir. But after your episode on the bridge, I thought it might be of need.
4: Humph! Taste it. Hmm, not bad. What did you call it again? Agnag. Agnag, hmm? Yes, Agnag. Hmm, Agnag. Well, sir, I
2: won't bother you any further. Of course, I understand an effective leader must stand by his convictions, but if you change your mind about life Don't
4: even finish that word, Korgath, or I'll have you thrown out the airlock, too. LOL. A true warrior, Captain. If
2: you need me, I'll be at the sloppy comet with the ensigns. <laughs>
4: Life day parties, life day costumes, life day carols. Could there possibly be a greater waste of time? Life day. More like gife away. Your self-respect because of a stupid holiday. This agnag is good, though. I wonder what's in it. I should, uh, get the recipe from Corgas.
2: Derby you must awaken!
4: No, Mom, I don't want to go to the park. The, the pigeons try to touch me.
2: Oh, Captain!
4: Alright, alright. What do you need? Neptune's frozen marbles, Dr. Tobayashi! Yes, Captain Son. It is I. B- but you're dead! I saw those GURPS skipping rope with your large intestine back in September! Unless... you're a ghost! An apparition from the beyond! Oh No, Captain.
2: If you recall, that event occurred during a temporal anomaly in a parallel reality. Your Tobiashi died, but I remained aboard the ghost ship in my own reality. Just as the tuna no giri is split down the middle, one side remains even after the other is consumed.
4: What do you want from me, Dark Spectre? If you're planning to possess me, you should know I'm on the cusp of a raging case of agnag diarrhea.
2: No, Captain. I have not gone to join my ancestors. Like Inari's foxes, I have come to deliver a message.
4: But if you're not a ghost,
2: why are you wearing those chains? As the crew of My Reality's Carpathia pushed farther into space through the scientific magicality of ambition drive, we encountered a great galactic force. Unfathomable in power and scope by the feeble human mind. Observers of the galaxy's many sentient beings. I was chosen to volunteer as emissary to humanity. Chains are corporate incentive?
4: So they've sent you to tell me I'm doing a fantastic job, eh? Message received, Ambassador Engineer Tobayashi. On the contrary, Captain Song. They're most displeased with your behavior. Yes, yes, fine. So tell me, what's being dead like?
2: Captain Derby, it is imperative that you prepare yourself for the presence that awaits you. It will arrive sooner than you think. Farewell, my friend.
4: I bet it's cold. It looks cold. Wow, Dr. Tobayashi back from the dead. See, I never would have had that experience if I'd been out celebrating that worthless life day. Hmm... Now, uh, where did I put my agnag? <laughs> what now? I told you, insubordinate nincompoops, I want to be left alone!
1: Captain Jack Derby!
4: Alright, mister. I don't know which of my crew is eight feet tall and glowy, but I do know they're not allowed in my quarters. Out with you. Scat!
1: Arkin' Jack Derby! of Earth Community Astrobase. I am a representative of an ancient race which has transcended the limits of time and space. We traverse the galaxy, observing the actions of lesser beings, preserving the fragile balance that sustains the inscrutable life force. Our original name has long since been lost, but you may call us the Superior Universal Witnessingers.
4: Doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, does it? What, was the Watcher taken?
1: I manifest before you in corporeal form to deliver a warning. You have awakened our censure with your reckless behavior, your disregard for order, and your flaunting of tradition. The witnessingers have learned that the true meaning of sapient existence is the embrace of the gossamer web of shared community. What are you doing? Why are you removing your pants?
4: I'm obviously having an ag-nag-induced fever dream, so let's skip to the part where I'm naked in school and everyone is cheering.
1: A supreme example of your self-centeredness. Listen to me, now.
4: What? What have you done with my ship? Where am I?
1: Observe your surroundings, Jack Turvey. Is it not
4: familiar? Wait, I know this. We're at the corner of 12th and Myrtle. We're in Independence. But Kwan's Polish Deli? That closed down when I was 10. What's going on? I have
1: returned you to your childhood home in your seventh year. The day of your purest life-day memory.
4: You too? What is it with you people? I have better things to do than fill my wooden shoes with grapeseed oil for St. Gutierrez.
1: Was that always the case? Before us, we find the house you grew up in. Observe through the window.
3: Mom, Dad, I'm almost done with my menorah lantern. Isn't they the prettiest streamers you ever seen? Oh, honey, it's beautiful. I'm
5: so proud.
2: Damn it, Johnny. Are those my neckties? That's pure abutai silk you're playing with.
5: Now, Francis, please. He's only seven. He doesn't know any better.
2: It's always something with you people. Where do you draw the line, Marjorie? Soon I'll be using this multimedia message system to flick Twitter's girlfriend while having navigating my personal transport, and then whammo right into the back of a park station hover wagon.
3: Now look, when I wanted my parents to come and share life day with us, you
1: You Observe, Jack Derby, a time when life day tradition filled you with joy and meaning.
4: I was seven years old. Standing against the pool jet filled me with joy and meaning.
1: Your disdain day of your species' most cherished holiday is your own condemnation, Jack Derby. I have brought you to observe your past life days to witness how you have come to abandon charity, community, and goodness, to become the bitter and callous soul you are today.
4: Well, that's a hell of a sales pitch. I take it your grand galactic intelligence isn't familiar with the concept you catch more flies with honey.
1: You would merit to be attentive, for after this eve, final judgment will be rendered. Your fate rests in your own hands, Jack Derby. <laughs> and may I suggest reclothing yourself.
0: You're listening to the USS Carpathia Holiday Special. We don't have any commercials, but if you feel like going to the bathroom or maybe getting a glass of water, uh, go ahead and pause now. This This would be a really good time for it. Okay, you good? Then welcome back to part one of A Christmas Peril or The Greatest Life Day Ever Told.
4: All right, Mr. Giant Glowing Galactic Observer, so you brought me on a grand tour of life days past. And seeing as I left my spatial displacement facilitator at home, I guess I'm along for the ride. So what's next?
1: Bear witness. Your younger self emerges from the domicile to escape your parents' bickering. Let's
3: make you across what? the what? face so yes. oh, usually' you sh- your
1: Look there! A man approaches! Do you recall his significance?
4: Yes, of course! That man changed my life. I forgot that was today.
2: Well, hello there, little boy. What are you doing outside? Don't you know that it's Life Day? Shouldn't you be donning your sombrero and gathering acorns to scatter for the good Life Day spirits?
4: I had to go outside because my parents is fighting. They fight a lot. Oh yes.
2: Parents can be difficult at times, but what's that toy you've got there in
4: your hands? This? This is my Captain Rooker Advanced Mode rocket ship with optional melee and ultimate destruction bombs. Well, that seems like a very nice toy for a boy to have. Yeah, sometimes I wish I had my own rocket ship so I could just fly away into space.
2: Well, son, maybe you will someday. I bet you'd make a wonderful starship officer.
4: That's the day I decided I was going to sign up at Astrobase. Base. I always wonder who that old man was. Well, thanks, mister. Hey, aren't you that guy who drowned all those cats in the river? Oh yeah, that's right.
1: And do you remember what happened later that day?
4: How could I forget? My parents spent the whole night fighting until my dad finally set fire to the menorah lantern and threw it out on the lawn, just before he left for good. We never even got to offer up the traditional oversized lemon to the virgin bear child. I guess there's some merit to your little demonstration. You've reminded me that Life Day Disappointment helped me find something worthwhile to do with my life.
1: Worthwhile indeed. Your desire to join Astro Base became a driving force for you. Follow me deeper now, into the future
4: past. Why, it's good old Pensy, my alma mater. And look, Stradladder, my old chum. Hey, Jacko! Ready for our life day tradition? Me and Ackley are going down to the quarry to throw some snowballs at the bum camp. Sorry, Stradlatter. I've got to stay here and study for this space algebra term paper. If I don't get a C, I might not pass. Aw, oh, come on, Jack. I know you're really wanting to get in the Astro Base Academy, but you know they only care about your scores in the humanities. Besides, we need a lookout, and you've got the best eyes. You guys have fun without me. Uh, go with them, little Jacko. I got an easy C-plus on that paper anyway.
1: Ours is booked to observe your experience. They cannot hear you, Jack. <laughs>
4: Okay, just a few more hours of cramming and then I can have a nice life day dinner with mom. Oh, it looks like she left me a voice communication.
3: Hey kiddo, I was just calling to tell you that Mr. Cramancy at the office wanted to take me out for drinks this evening and I won't be by to pick you up. (laughs) So can you get a ride with one of your friends before the office? Love you! Happy Life Day Eve! Don't wait up!
4: Oh, well, I guess it's just me and my hypno-learning modules. Delightful! I can't imagine a better way to inspire personal improvement than meditations on profound, gut-wrenching loneliness. And so
1: this Life Day, like so many others, you choose to decline the company of others or focus on your own ambitions. Without a lookout, out, and Ackley were arrested and expelled. But your hard work paid off. Let us go now! To see the future past which awaits you!
4: Yes, yes, the Astro Base Academy Life Day Party. You know, you're getting a bit predictable.
1: You observe correctly, Jack Derby. Do you recall the significance
4: of this evening? No, but I'm sure you're going to show me.
1: Look there, adjacent to the punch bowl. You merrily imbibe, satisfied with the evening and with yourself.
4: Oh God, look at me. You want me to repent? Fine. Get a haircut, hippie.
1: But you do not drink alone. Behold, you are accompanied by another.
5: Demora. Oh, RJ, I can't believe we only have one semester left before Academy graduation. We're gonna do so much to help the galaxy! You betcha,
4: Cornflower. I was so full of misdirected anger when I started at the Academy. Now that I'm enrolled in the Humanitarian Aid Track, I can redirect my past frustrations into making a difference for others for the future.
5: I'm so proud of you, RJ. So many boys here just want to show how tough they are. But you, you just... You have so much empathy.
4: I owe it all to you, my little sunbeam. You saved me. Oh god, man, what are you doing? You're giving her all the power. Don't you know you have to withhold affection to make others desperate for your approval?
5: Wow. I've had my two drinks. I think I'm going to go. You
4: go on. I think I'll stay and have one more.
5: Are you sure? Remember how silly you got this summer after those mint juleps we had on the dormitory veranda?
4: It's fine, Mountain Breeze. It's only one more cup. And I had an extra helping of Astro Quinoa at the organic potluck earlier.
5: Just be sure to meet me later at the Spirit Orb Ceremony. After we infuse our good wishes among the community, we'll head north to Bennettville and spend Life Day distributing smoothies for peace.
4: Yeah, of course.
5: I know you aren't the biggest fan of Life Day, RJ, but it really means a lot that you're doing this with me. Have a good night, Sunbear. My heart will be empty until I see you again.
3: Howdy, howdy! Mind if I sidle up to the old punch bowl?
4: Like Commander Nevers, hello!
3: Why, color me nostalgic! Is that Jonathan Derby? I didn't recognize you with a new do. I guess I've been trying out a new look. I-, I
4: also go by RJ now. I think I've really found myself this year.
3: No, that's just terrific. After what I saw in my gunnery class last fall, you could really go places in Astro Base. Have you considered applying for a command track position?
4: Actually, sir, I'm focusing on humanitarian aid. That gunnery course was just to satisfy my combat requirement.
3: Nonetheless, Derby, I'd like you to meet a friend of mine. He's a real rough rider. Been out cruising the Cooper Bell for smugglers the last three months. Lieutenant Chaz Remington, meet midshipman Jonathan Derby.
2: Not the John Derby that blew my gunnery record out of the cosmos. You know, if those targeting buoys were real Middeland cruisers, there'd be a statue of you outside Moonbase Alpha with a pile of Middeland heads at its feet. Here, let me pour you a drink.
4: Thank you, sir, but actually, I've already had three punches. I'm supposed to join my girlfriend, Deborah, for the Spirit Orb ceremony. You don't sound too enthusiastic there, partner. I guess I've just never understood the fuss about Life Day. I understand, Johnny
2: Boy. I've never been a holiday man myself.
4: I mean... Why pick one day out of the year to celebrate our cosmic togetherness just because some ancient scholars decided that's when the crisp Bear was sculpted? I think we should use every day to give back. You're telling me, JR.
3: In our line of business, John, you work hard and you play hard, but you don't have time to be traipsing off to every ceremony and essence unification ritual.
2: Tell you what, John, John. If you want to take a pass on all this life day business, you can stick around and have a few drinks with Commander Nevers and myself. If your gal's an academy student, she'll understand you taking time to rub elbows with a few superior officers. Well, uh, I suppose I have a little time. Tremendous. Now, I know you're an H.A. tracker. I've got a story for you about some smugglers I caught outside the Neptune orbit with a load of Jovia pox vaccine.
3: Oh, I love this one! So grisly. So
1: you bear witness, Jack Jeremy. Subconsciously, you sought to avoid your life commitments, and you chose to stay and be regaled by Chaz Remington's Tales of Adventures.
4: Yes, yes, and I can narrate the next part. Chaz almost convinced me to blow off my charity work and go to an after party for command officers. But maybe you should brush up on your research, Poindexter Bat, because you seem to have forgotten what I did instead. Yes, Derby,
2: it's a hell of a life. Calling the shots, having a million-dollar vessel entrusted to you. The universe is a blank canvas and your Quantum Flux Piscasseter
4: is your brush. Sounds downright pistacular. But isn't all that pressure hard sometimes?
2: Everyone looks at you for leadership. It's a lonely life, my boy. You never really get close to anyone. But it's all worth it to be the master of your own fate. In
4: the end, you have to make a decision about what really matters. Wow. If you think I've really got what it takes, I suppose I've got a lot to think about. But uh, before I decide anything, I should probably talk it over with my partner, Deborah. You have a beneficent life day, sir. Alright, glowing ghost guy. I see where we're going and you can spare us both the time of showing Deborah breaking my heart. But was it as you say, Captain Derby? Of course it was! She stood me up and shipped off for her hippy-dippy alternative break without me. No letter, no flick twit, just me crying my eyes out alone in my dorm room while she went on to a self-satisfied life of philanthropy.
1: How your memory deceives you! Let us venture to her moment of departure. (laughs)
4: That Deborah? She's here. And she's crying.
3: Oh, RJ.
4: Yes, yes, it's me, RJ. Speak to me, Tiger Lily.
3: Where did you go, RJ?
4: I didn't go anywhere. I'm right here. I was right here all along. What is the meaning of this?
3: How you were
4: while
1: you were busy signing reassignment papers to join Chaz Remington's squadron, you left the woman you loved waiting!
5: It's almost 11. I can't wait any longer, Arnday. The homeless need their smoothies. I don't know where you are, but I hope you
3: made the right decision. I'll always remember you, Earth Badger.
4: Wait! Don't go! Deborah,
3: I'm right here!
4: Talk to me! We can work this out! What
1: you see has already been transcribed into the annals of infinity, Jack! See you not? It is not she who abandoned you, it is you who never showed and left her heart adrift amongst the stars!
4: Fine, I get it! All the pain I suffered in those long, miserable months, staining Chaz's suede bomber jacket with my tears, all the wondering why and what went wrong, it was all my fault. Fantastic. You made your point, you sick son of a bitch. I've had enough. Take me home!
0: <laughs> The Dancing Bear Variety Hour is written and produced by Justin Wilson, Phil Garland, and myself, Scott Ross. Additional voices came from Sarah Levins. Today's episode was originally aired on KJHK, University of Kansas Student Radio, and now we are hosted at the Young Learner's Guide to American Wildlife. Go ahead and drop us a line at dbvhradio at gmail.com. That's dbvh for Dancing Bear Variety Hour. And tune in next time for part two of the USS Carpathia Holiday Special. And, you know, happy Life Day.
2: There's a star man waiting in the sky. He'd like to come and meet us, but he thinks he'd blow our minds. There's a star man waiting in the sky. He told us not to blow it, cause he knows it's all worthwhile. He told me, let the children use it. Let the children use it, let all the children boogie. Oh, oh, oh.